Good morning. Welcome to those of you who are watching from home online and also those here in the fellowship hall this morning. Today we are celebrating Pentecost, the coming of the Holy Spirit into the people of Jesus' church on earth. And throughout this whole sermon series, we've been going through our H's of seeing grace in every corner, talking about our church family focuses of Haiti, home, hood, household, and here. So today's H is for Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is actually the inspiration behind all of those H's. The Holy Spirit is the power of the living God who sends us out to reveal Jesus' saving grace, which is at work in the world and in us, to those around us. And the H's that we've talked about so far represent our church-sponsored ministries. There are so many wonderful things that we can be part of in the world, but there's only a few that we can commit to do all together as church. So internationally, we focus on Haiti, and regionally, we focus on Project Home to make an impact on homelessness. Locally, we focus on our hood ministries with White Bear Food Shelf and school districts. And here, within the church, we focus on making disciples of Jesus through all generations as we bless each other as iron sharpens iron. Our church, Gathered, has ministries that we do all together, but our church also has members who individually respond to the Holy Spirit's call to serve Jesus in your own unique ways. And that, too, is a way that Jesus' church makes its impact because you, too, are the church. So the question for today is, how might the Holy Spirit be sending you into your own unique corner of the world in Jesus' grace in this next season of your life? As you heard on the scripture video from Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit fell on Jesus' gathered disciples, the powerful Shekinah glory of God was present and then divided and rested like tongues of flame over the head of every follower of Jesus. And each one was empowered to speak a different language, but the same message, that Jesus, God's Son, the Messiah, had come, that he lived showing God's love in action, and he proved that love by dying on the cross for the sin of the world. And having paid that price for us, he was raised to new life so that any who will confess they need his forgiveness and his power can be made new creations by his grace, redeemed and remade through this promise of an eternal relationship with God that starts here and now today. Your God sees you. He came for you in Jesus' saving work, and he comes to empower you to know an eternal relationship with himself right now through the Holy Spirit. Now, this story has lots of excitement, lots of drama, lights and action and sound, so much so that sometimes I think we forget, we miss the fact that something intensely personal was happening between God and people here. Our God was up to something in 3,000 people that was intensely and uniquely personal to each and every one of them. Because that's how our God works. It's how he's always worked. Think about those life-changing moments in the Old Testament. There was a moment where a woman on the run named Hagar was alone in the desert without hope and suddenly met the God of Abraham. And her response was to say in wonder, you are the God who sees me. Having been seen, her life was changed. 
Moses met God in a burning bush. Take off your shoes, you're on holy ground. He was seen, and his life was changed. And then there was Gideon, who God saw as a warrior, even though he was hiding from the enemy at the time. And David, who God saw as the king he would be, calling him from tending sheep to shepherding a nation. And when Jesus, the son of the living God, walked the earth, he saw Matthew, the tax collector, as a disciple. And he saw Peter, the fisherman, as a fisher of men. And he saw the woman at the well, who others could only see as flawed, as a precious one he came to personally invite to receive the living water of his grace. What do all holy moments have in common? It's the moment you realize that God sees you. And not only sees and knows you, but wants you. This is the moment you realize God is saying to you, you are the one that I want. You are the one I came for. And that is who you are. And who he is, is the God who sees me. And that truth, when we really hear it, changes everything. Because the call of our God is not generic, it's intimate, it's personal, it's life-changing. And that's the way he's always worked. Although in the past, his spirit was only sent to specific circumstances and specific times. But now, through the redeeming power of the death and resurrection of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit has been let loose on the world. At Pentecost, through the saving work of Jesus, God opened up a new era of his relationship with the world, sending his power and presence into all who will call Jesus Lord. Pentecost brings an explosion of sparks that scatter all over the world and ignite fires of his presence. The Holy Spirit is sent to live in you and in me, and we live as kingdom sparks of an eternal life that has already started in us today. And that invitation is for everyone. And that's why the message was spoken in all those different languages at Pentecost. All those who were gathered for that festival would have known Hebrew, but hearing about God's love through somebody else's language didn't convey how personal this invitation is. So the Holy Spirit empowered each disciple to speak it in each language so each person hearing it would know that they were seen and known and wanted by this God. That's what this Pentecost day shows us. And how do people respond to this moment of being seen by God? They repent. They turn away from what they no longer want to be, and they turn toward the one who sees them. They enter into his promise, being baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and are adopted into a new beginning as part of an eternal family, an eternal kingdom, embraced by grace. But that's only the beginning. Knowing that they have been seen by this God, seeing the incredible personal love of Jesus in return, they... And we are empowered by the Holy Spirit to begin to see others around us through Jesus' eyes, too. We are the seen who, in Jesus' grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, now begin to see the passion of the Spirit to reveal Jesus. So every person may also know they are seen and known and wanted by this saving Lord. In John 14, Jesus tells his disciples that when he goes to the Father, he will send the Spirit. Jesus says, 
And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. And in verse 26, But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. See, the Holy Spirit's work is to reveal Jesus, who he is, what he teaches, the reality of his saving work for every person. And knowing we have been seen by God, the Holy Spirit sends us to help others see they also are seen and loved by the God who saves. If you remember, after the Pentecost, where do those sparks fly? A disciple named Philip is sent down the road to introduce Jesus to an Ethiopian. Peter stayed on in Jerusalem, went to the temple to proclaim Jesus there. A woman named Tabitha began to witness by serving widows in her community, sewing clothes for them, each using a different language of love to reveal who Jesus is to the person in front of them. The Holy Spirit empowers us to do this in different ways, but the message is always the same. Jesus came to be Savior for you. That is the completed work of the cross. And the Holy Spirit is still sending us today to speak that message. So how does he send us today? Well, today I want to share three examples of some sending stories from our own community of grace. Michaela Cole grew up here as part of Confirmation and Refuge, and during high school, she knew that God was calling her into ministry. And in college, while taking a class on missional studies, she felt a deep conviction that she didn't just want to study about ministry, she wanted to do it. And that call led this Midwestern girl all the way to a mission in the Tenderloin neighborhood of San Francisco. Michaela said, I learned about youth with a mission, YWAM, from a classmate, and I felt the Holy Spirit tugging at my heart to take the opportunity. I was craving a deep desire to know God and to serve him. And during the training school there, I got to know God in a deeper way, how he talks to me, how he sees me. And growing close to him, I started to understand more of who I am. Afterward, when Michaela came home to White Bear to work at Anchor Coffee in the summer, she said, the tug at my heart wouldn't go away. The only place I longed to be was the Tenderloin, and I knew the Holy Spirit was guiding me back to San Francisco to continue doing my ministry. Michaela felt a powerful call to follow the Holy Spirit into a mission completely out of her comfort zone, to see Jesus' love at work in lives that were very different than her own. She said, in the spring of 2019, I felt freedom and peace to make the move out there. I was nervous and scared moving across the country at age 21 with very little money and support, but I knew that because I was with God, everything was going to be okay. She shared, in San Francisco, there are over 8,000 people experiencing homelessness, and around 3,700 of these people live in the neighborhood district where we're located. Through this season of COVID-19, uh, YWAM, San Francisco, has been the only nonprofit open to give showers in the whole city. The Holy Spirit called upon us to step into a huge need, and we've responded with a yes. On Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 to noon, we give showers to people in our community who've spent days, maybe weeks, without. Every person who comes into our building gets a 15-minute total shower. And from the moment people walk into our building to the moment they step out of a shower clean, 
You can see the restoration and joy on their face from what a shower can do. On Thursdays, we run a food pantry for about 340 households with weekly groceries. As many people in our communities have lost jobs or work hours shortened, we've received many stories on what the pantry has provided for our community. We have been thanked for not forgetting them and how much the service has helped them during this time. Our goal as a mission organization is to engage San Francisco with a loving God, and I believe that a shower here in our community and a running food pantry is a first step to what it can look like for someone to engage God's love in a practical way. In this crazy season we've had with COVID, the Holy Spirit has shown me Jesus by seeing the smiles and joy on people's faces when they receive a shower or groceries. Michaela feels called to serve by not only telling others that Jesus sees them, but by being the hands and feet of Jesus and also showing them his love. She's learned how to speak a new language of love that reveals Jesus in ways that she'd never imagined before. And sometimes this is how the Holy Spirit sends the seen who see. If you'd like to support Michaela on her mission or be part of her prayer support, you can pick up information at the front desk today. And sometimes the Spirit sends the scene to see and meet a need among us that we cannot. This is Pastor Desti Crawford. She is a pastor of every tribe and tongue church that meets in our sanctuary on Sundays around noon. Desti grew up in Ethiopia. Scandinavian missionaries first came to her hometown to reveal Jesus' love for her people, and they ended up actually losing their lives to malaria in the process. So Destai grew up feeling the power of that sacrificial love, both for the Lord and for her. And as an adult, she felt the call of the Holy Spirit to cross the ocean for training at North Central and then Luther Seminary and to serve here in Minnesota, among another group of Scandinavians, with a burden on her heart to establish a community where she could reveal Jesus' love for Ethiopians who live here proclaiming his grace in their own languages. And there are over 85 languages spoken in Ethiopia, so she just reached out with the most common ones at first. And eventually the Lord sparked communities of many different backgrounds also, here in Minneapolis and in St. Cloud, gathering people of many different tribes and tongues together. Because of those people who first followed the Holy Spirit's call to reveal Jesus to her, she is now here cooperating with the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus to others. The Holy Spirit is still revealing the love of Jesus in the language of every heart, everyone seen, known, and loved. And we're so glad Destai followed the Holy Spirit's leading. The Holy Spirit can send you away from all that's familiar to you, out of your comfort zone, and teach you to rely on him to speak a language you did not know before to show others what they mean to him, like the biblical example of Philip going to the Ethiopian, or like our own Michaela going to San Francisco. Or the Holy Spirit can send you far away from home to speak your own language, the one you know best, so others can experience that love of Christ that is home to us all, like biblical Peter to Jerusalem, like Pastor Destai to the community here. Or the Holy Spirit can use your heart and your hands right where you are to reveal Jesus' love in languages unique to who you are called to be, like biblical Tabitha sewing for the widows, or like our own Clint Smith. 
Clint has been a member of Community of Grace for many years, and he is an amazing woodworker. And in case you don't believe me, here's one of his pieces. Last week, Clint invited me over to see his most recent finished creation, and as I was getting a tour of his wood shop, I learned some amazing things about how the Holy Spirit had also used him to build up people. Many years ago, seeing an unmet need in his community, Clint had been part of a movement to remove differently abled adults from institutions and build homes for them instead, where they, with a little help, could grow to be independent and skillful and thrive in a community. Not only did he see them, but by his work, he showed them they were seen by God and the community. That was not his day job, but it was his holy purpose. And when a larger organization eventually was able to take on what they'd begun, homes established, he and his friends released it with joy. And Clint found another holy purpose at Bridging, a place that connects families emerging from homelessness with furniture as they begin again. And a lot of the donations they receive are slightly damaged tabletops that come without legs. So Clint and his fellow volunteers refinish the tops, and then they make new legs for each table. And knowing each table will become a central place for a family to gather together, Clint puts his incredible skills to work. And in a very fun twist, he's also enjoyed helping another volunteer who happens to be a retired neurosurgeon how to use a different set of power tools. And this work might not be brain surgery, but it is work that deeply impacts the heart. It's a way of showing each person that they are seen and loved. Another way the Holy Spirit sends us. When we realize we have been seen by God and saved by Christ, that same God who sees us teaches us how to see the world through his eyes. The God who so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him can share in his life with him forever. We who are seen, see, and are spirit sent to help others see that they too are seen. And I know the Holy Spirit has been sending you. I know because I've heard some of your stories. I know that some of you offer respite care for Alzheimer's clients through the gathering helping caregivers and clients alike know that they are seen. And some of you drive meals on wheels to those who might otherwise not be seen by anyone. Some of you hold Bible studies in your senior apartment buildings or with your colleagues at your workplace to show that the God who sees you also sees them. Some of you play piano at care centers of hymns that reach into memories and bring the Savior into clear focus for the eyes of the heart. Some of you coach Little League or volunteer with Magnuson to become a positive influence reflecting Jesus' love to kids. Some of you do this in your work, as nurses or teachers or through every interaction in your checkout line to those coming through. Some of you are spirit-sent to reveal Jesus to your kids or grandkids and the everyday love it takes to be there for one another. Those who have been seen by God see others through Jesus' eyes, and the Holy Spirit sends us to help them to see that they are also seen. Now, it's good that we hold up a couple H's of our ministries that we can do as a full church community all together, but the biggest H of all, the Holy Spirit, can never be contained. And he is constantly at work sending each of us to fan the flame of Jesus' saving grace into every corner of the world, in every love language, until everyone knows this Savior's love. 
And there are no right or wrong people to care about in the kingdom of God. There are only people who need Jesus' grace and love to find them right where they are. And the Holy Spirit wants to use our lives to reveal Jesus' love to them. And so he sends the scene to see them. In the book of John, Jesus' disciples wanted everyone to know that Jesus was the Messiah, and they didn't understand why. Before the cross, it wasn't time yet to reveal who he was to the world. But Jesus gently taught them that revealing who Jesus is is the Holy Spirit's job, and that God's plan to grow the kingdom in that grace is largely to be done one life at a time through the Holy Spirit's work through people like you and me. So who is the Holy Spirit nudging your heart to notice in your corner of the world? Who in your world needs to know that Jesus sees them? Start by showing them that you see them. Who in your world needs to know that Jesus loves them? Start by showing them love in action. Pray for the Holy Spirit to use your presence and love to reveal Jesus' presence and love, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. And know as you walk with him in this, you will never walk alone. So with that, I'd like to close with the encouragement of Jesus' words to us from John 14. Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. And then in verse 25, All this I have spoken while, I, while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit, fill us with your power as you reveal Jesus' redeeming love to us. Show us, Lord, that we are seen and known and loved by you. And as you teach us more and more to see your love for those who need to know that they are seen, may the sparks of your saving love continue to light this world through your work in us. For it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.